hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Sucker Time. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Yes, once again from the 4th Annual Los Angeles Podcast Festival, it's me, Mark Hershon, your host and flamenco dancer for Epi 116D of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. The fourth interview I did is from yesterday, Saturday, and I caught up with Jeremy and Stacy, two-thirds of the crew from the Ear Goggles podcast. Now, if you haven't heard of Ear Goggles, I don't think they'd blame you, yet. That's because for the past 10 years, the two of them, along with Jeremy's half-brother Aaron, have been sailing under the sibling rivalry banner. Now, I've mentioned and clipped them as such in past Succotash episodes, and we discuss why someone with a decade-long investment in a show title would decide to change now. We also cover a number of other topics in the course of our 20-minute chat, including the relationships between the podcast and its audience, Jeremy revealing personal things to strangers, and we explore the question, should the cast of a comedy podcast consider themselves to be comedians? Keep on checking in on our stream this weekend as I continue to upload interviews as soon as I can, and uh, I'll clean up the audio as best I can as well, and then drop them online. I appreciate you telling your friends and passing the succotash. Uh, I am uh, sitting with uh, two of my favorite people from the Sibling Rivalry Wait a minute. You guys aren't from the Sibling Rivalry Podcast. That show sucks. What are you talking about? You guys are from the Ear Goggles. That's right, that's right. We look like those Sibling Rivalry guys. Though. It's, uh, it's, we get that all the time. Well, introduce yourself so our audience knows who you are by your voice. All right, ladies first. I'm Stacy Black, one third of the team. Good story, bro. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm waiting for you to say something. And I'm uh, I'm Jeremy Grader. Uh, I'm I'm really all that matters on this show. These other clowns are just for flavor. He's the leader. Yeah. Um, and then my brother Aaron does the show with us. Uh, Aaron Risto lives in New York. But he's and never at this function. No, but he did fly out to Seattle. We did a live show last month, oh, nice. and he flew okay. out for that. So that was uh, that was really good to be able to perform in front of an audience of the four or five people that showed up. It was really it was really a good turnout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. oh it wasn't that bad. No, it was great. There's like 35. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so uh, you you were sibling rivalry for how long? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, we started in 2005. And so after 10 years of establishing your brand, as we would say in the marketing business, why the shift to ear goggles? Well, I joined about five years after. I joined in about 2010. And you're, and not, that's a, and when, you're not a sibling. And I'm not a sibling. And, and honestly, Aaron and I are only half-siblings. Yeah, we're so, half-siblings. And, but and that title, half-sibling rivalry, would have been shit. Yeah, yeah. Just, from the, game, make, from yeah. the get-go. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, the, the yeah, we established a brand, but we established a was a brand nobody had ever heard of. Right. And so, you know, we, we considered there are people that are going to stumble across old interviews and old articles and things about that show, but it doesn't matter uh, because it's not established. It's it's something that we've had for a long time, but it it, it never caught on. Well, and so, it didn't, it didn't uh, def- 
it didn't define us because it, it, you know rivalries right in the title. Well, they pretty we much agree get on along everything. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it really we're not really related. We agree on everything. It. It's so we so really, it was the perfect title. Yeah, and <laughs> ironically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. And and we joked from the beginning that we were going to do a thousand shows or ten years and then hang it up and and end the show. And so uh, we recently adjo- we recently joined the brand new Adore Podcast Network. Okay. And we got some feedback from them that said, you know, I think really, you know, the content is solid, but in terms of your your imaging, the name doesn't make sense. The logo is off putting. So let's consider reintroducing your face. Let's 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 freshen up your face and see if that's something that can bring in some new audience. And so we agonized over it for a few months and uh, and begged you for advice and you had a lot of great advice that steered us in the right direction to, to where we ended up. And um, and so we just kind of feel like, you know, it, it's silly, I guess, but beer is a big part of our show. We have uh, we've had now two beer sponsors for four or five years. Um, we enjoy it's too big a part of our show, some might say. Yeah, some so, might argue. So the obvious pun on beer goggles made sense to go with ear goggles, and then obviously it's a podcast and it's an audio medium. So it was just something that, that seemed to fit better for the the product that we're trying to get out there. Now, have you changed anything about your format, or is it just strictly a name change? The format is constantly evolving. I mean, we've since the beginning. I mean, we started out as a as a political talk show, and now we're a comedy show where we interview comedians and celebrities from around the world. Um, and when Stacy came on, it drastically changed. I mean, that was the point when we realized the show needs to be less about uh, you know George Bush and more about us. And so it's it is constantly evolving. And this year, we really have reached out and and. Um, Included way more interviews. We're interviewing at least one comedian, performer, artist of some sort on every episode as much as possible, uh, and that's new for us. For a long time, we didn't do interviews because we felt like, like a lot of shows, that um, you know you're going to get the same interview with the same person that you're going to hear on every episode. What are we going to bring that's different? And uh, and we just kind of changed our perspective on that because we're not just trying to pimp a product. We're trying to have a connection with whoever it is we're talking to, and our connection is going to be unique to what anyone else is. So that's that's kind of why uh, we've opened up that door, and that door has opened up uh, a bigger audience to us, I think. Do you ever interview unsung podcasters who are always trying to kind of spread the word of comedy podcasting? Um, we'd love to have you on anytime. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. You don't even need to ask. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, it's great. It's funny because we just, you know, we, we run into each other at this event now, you know, and, yep. and uh, it, it's it's amazing to me uh, watching the Earbuds podcast movie last night, the documentary, yes. that it really does foster this incredible community of people. Not just, I mean, the listeners are one thing, but just the podcasters amongst themselves, yeah. which is something that the movie doesn't really touch on. Right? That's true. No, that's true. That's a good point. I, I hadn't thought about that in watching it. It was. Uh, it was a really done, well done movie, and, and I did appreciate how, uh, while it was largely about the, the podcast and its reach to an audience, um, it really highlighted the audience and, and the people that are that are touched by it. Um, I know for us, it, it means the world when we hear from anyone on Twitter, or email, or you know, they call our voicemail or whatever. Um, just to know that it's not just us in a room talking to each other; it actually is uh, affecting somebody. We did a live show. Uh, was it just last month? Yep. Last month. And we have these two fans 
that live in Florida. We live in Seattle. We do yes. the show out of Seattle. They live in Florida. They have been listening since they were like sophomores in high school. High school sweethearts. Really? They've been listening for 10 years. They are now married. They have a child. They flew out with a one-month-old child to no, Seattle to attend our live event. And they brought the baby. It, was, you know, it, was a, it wasn't 21 and over or whatever. So they brought this one-month-old baby into the theater. And and more, more than them just coming out to experience that, I went to Florida a couple of years ago for my daughter's birthday and like they picked us up from the airport like we went out and had dinner and then when they flew out here for our event we went out and had dinner and drinks like they're not listeners they're friends it's right. amazing right. we have a few people like that that have been with us for years that even if we have never met them they feel like friends and that's and that's the thing is I feel like I know there is a large group of people that we have n- never heard from they've never called they've never emailed maybe they follow us on Twitter or whatever but in whatever way I feel like we are friends with them because I feel open enough to share whatever's going on with me like a couple months ago I, I disclosed that you know I've been battling depression my whole life and what I'm going through to kind of try and treat that and it's it's about just making that connection with people and, and thinking God you know I'm I'm coming in here every week trying to crack dick jokes or whatever and, and connect with people um, and I'm battling this awful demon where you know I'm, when I wake up in the morning I'm, I'm fucking disappointed that I woke up you know and, and I know there's someone out there who's listening to this who's going through something similar and I just wanted them to hear you know if, if for whatever reason you connect with me on, on this level I'm with you there too and I'm finding a way out and, and there is a way out so. yeah now I'm not a therapist but I do know a lot of comedians. Yeah. I know a lot of them do make dick jokes. I think there may be a connection that's been unfound so far between dick, dick jokes, jokes and, and depression. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You should call science about that. Call science. Hello, science? They will not, they will not take my call. <laughs> I, have, I have tried to change my name. It does not work. They always, science always knows. Call from a payphone. Call from a payphone. They'll never trace me. office, I have some news. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit more germane to this, the show that I do, but my contact is not so much with listeners of podcasts, but with podcasters right. connect through my show, which is interesting. I mean, I've had guys from Australia and England and Ireland and Peru and all these places, and they end up connecting with other podcasters because they heard a clip on my show, so they right. would call and get that person as a guest on their show. That's interesting. Which is really yeah. different, well, interesting connection. What you do is so great because it does you're you're trying to shine a light on this thing that, that we're in some way trying to be a part of too and I think the the thing that every podcaster has in common unless you're Mark Marin or whatever is you're just trying to get someone's ears in front yes. of your product and you do a great job of trying to help little guys like us big guys on whatever level just to get their show out and to be heard um, and so I think all of us are hungry for, for finding people that are willing to share that information and that's where, where you've been really valuable and a, and a great friend to us oh yeah absolutely you guys are great it's, uh, you know it's so funny because people there are people that just think they've you know we've all heard that the people that get in the podcasting thing and they'll put out like five or six episodes and then they just completely fade out they don't know what to do next they just kind of lose steam yeah. it's just not for them it's just like picking up a trumpet going eh this isn't yeah. for me well but but it's hard work I mean I think yes. I think I've we have really connected to to comedians particularly this year uh, and I think because I think podcasting is very similar to stand-up in, in some ways and I think that's why so many stand-ups are getting involved is because it is really just kind of sharing stories 
the thing about stand-up, though, is it's so much more crafted and, and, and in many ways uh, and many times written and thought out and, and there's a place to go. And we approach a show with an outline and, and we know where we're going to go, but it's certainly not rehearsed material. It's not something that we're practicing in front of somebody and, and, and refining to a, a perfect performance. Um, and I had a really good point that I was trying to make here, but, but I think... I would tell you, but I wasn't listening. I know. I tuned out like 30 seconds ago. Let me use my phone and we'll call science. Yes. Hello, science? What was the point I was trying to make? Um, but no, but I think that we are finding a connection with comedy in that way that that in, in a lot of ways it looks easy. Someone who, who turns on a, a podcast is going to go, oh, God, I can sit and talk into a microphone for an hour. Can you? Can you really? No, it's they, really yeah. hard. No, yeah. You listen to Mark Maron, you know, Babylon about his problems or his whatever for 20 minutes. You go, that's got to be simple to do. Right, I can do that. I've got a computer and a microphone. Well, I don't have a microphone, but I could go buy one at Office Depot, you know, or whatever. And then and then you do three or four, and you're like, God, i got nothing else to say. What yeah. am I going to do? And again, I mean, you know, my show was, partially I wanted to do a show, but I didn't want to work that hard at it. I thought, oh, clipping oh. podcast, that'll be easy. Right. I'll just throw something together every yeah. few days. Oh no my, big deal. Oh, my God. But, yeah. but I do, like, I did one of my half episodes on the way driving down here from San Francisco, which is just me babbling into this paper with right. this reporter for, like, 20 minutes at a time. And it's just, it, it is a stream of consciousness that, you know, when you're in the groove, it just does come out of you. But it's yep. finding how that groove works. Well, and I, I find a lot of times, for us, the hardest part is just turning on the microphone. Like, you know, we, we talked about when we... Once we turn it on... Then it's fine. But we we had fully intended when we got to SeaTac Airport to fly down here that we were going to sit and have a drink in the airport and talk. And I was like, hey, you want to record something? Uh, not really. <laughs> Maybe when we get there. All right. So then we get here, have a couple drinks. Should we, should we get out of mic? Uh, I'm not... I'm not feeling it. <laughs> so then finally, like, there was a point after we'd seen a couple podcasts, we'd had a few drinks, we're sitting out on the beautiful uh, patio here at the Sofatel, and I was like, we're just going to do it. Just shut up. I'm going to get out the mic. We're just going to talk. And so we talked, and then we started arguing about colonoscopies or something. And, you know, we, we knocked out 20 minutes of content. It was great. <laughs> it is true. There's something that, because we can go in, you know, we, we usually look forward to it, you know, because it's our outlet. And our sure. Cre- it's therapy. Creativity. But some days are just like, oh, God. But once we turn on the microphones, it's just like, it just starts rolling. And some of our best shows, I mean, we, we record two shows a night, uh, once a week. And a, a lot of times, we will go through our content on our, you know, because we keep a, a log of everything we're going to talk about all week. We'll get through the first one and realize we burned it all. Well, let's see what happens. We flip the switch, and the second show is even better than the first because we had no idea where any of us were going to go, and it was right. completely spontaneous and fun. So you just never know with podcasting, and that's what I, what I love about it. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it can be very spontaneous, which is great. Or you can be very, you know, some of my favorite shows are these, you know, sketch and drama shows that everything's highly scripted and very yes. well produced, and that's a whole different thing. It's like there's not an improvised moment in there. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of examples. One, we saw we had, we had never heard at least I know I hadn't had never heard the throwing adventure hour. Oh, really? We and we rolled into that last night and well, were blown away. We heard we just never listened. So you blown away. So you know it's gone. 
No. Yeah, they're done. What? They're done. The live the live show they do ended about three months ago. They did that because they still do occasional performances. Wow. But they were a monthly show here in L.A., and then they chop it up into the different chapters. Okay. Put it out as their podcast every month. Wow. That was that was stunning. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, we just watched Phil Henry, who is a, a legend in radio. I've been listening to that guy Absolutely. forever. And I just watched him play, what, a dozen characters, characters in 45 minutes. And the amazing part was, here was a dude on a stage with a microphone. And I, in my imagination, I saw all of them. Just by him shifting position on stage, or using a different tone of voice, or using a different voice completely. And I got absolutely sucked into this story and stories that he was sharing uh, and I got to ask him afterwards I'm like D- you know when you do this do you know where you're going when, when you turn on the mic and he said on his on his radio show he does he has an outline of you know what each character is trying to say but here he was winging it just completely winging it and he was having arguments with himself and and fighting with with uh, you know characters that he was just coming up with out of, out of whole cloth and it's just guys like that are magicians I don't know how they oh, do yeah. it yeah, no, I remember sitting in a studio with uh, Dana Carvey one day and he was just spitballing this bit he'd come up with of these four characters that were in a bunker under Las Vegas mm-hmm. and it was John and Bobby Kennedy Elvis Presley and Adolf Hitler and they were in this bunker <laughs> waiting for their time to reappear and basically take over the world and he had the four of them talking to each other. And Hitler was in a cage in the corner. <laughs> Hitler? And just, just babbling. It was just, because he didn't speak, Dana doesn't speak German, so it was just German gibberish. <laughs> and he was switching between all four of them. Wow. Rapid fire, he went on for 20 minutes. And oh me and the engineer, God. we were just spellbound. It was the yeah. most amazing thing. And he had no clue. Where he was going. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's, you know, that's where I do, I admire, you know, people that do this for a living that are, you know, comedians or performers or whatever. Because, you know, I think we like to think that we're pretty funny and I think that we feel like we put on a good show. Yeah, but I think also, yes, and we're not, you know, professional comedians or anything. But I think chemistry and connection is half the battle. And we have that because if you don't... Yeah. We don't have that with each other and with whoever's listening to you. I don't, I don't think you have it. You are a professional podcaster. We are a professional podcaster. Well, we are paid in beer, so I guess just technically... Pay. Just pay because of pay. the things of yeah. time. You, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be eligible for the podcasting Olympics just based on that. Exactly, exactly. We couldn't perform. We couldn't perform. We, we'll be snubbed again. <laughs> what? Again? So, now how, how long have you guys been with this network? Uh, Adore just launched as a network uh, over the summer, so yeah. a month or two. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, we're one of the founding uh, members of the Adore Podcast so, Network. It's us. Uh, Air Raid is another one out of Seattle. Yeah, Aaron Roden. Aaron Roden. Uh, Jeff Abrams, I think, is uh, the other comedy show. There's a handful of others a, a travel show, a cooking show. Yeah. There's like eight of us, I think, that launched it. A lot of different things, not all the same time. Yeah. So has the network experience proven to be any different than being on your own at this point? I mean, they're still new, and we're trying to give it time. It's uh, This is not our first time with the network, um, but this feels a lot like the first time that we were with the network. It's uh, I think they're trying to kind of figure out... Um, how to, how to make the most of it? They're they're a Spreaker product, so they've got a lot of a lot of backing from from being a part of that. Um, and you know we're we're in a lot of conversations with them about 
uh, putting on live events. We're, you know, we actually were just having a conversation about putting on a, a festival like this in the Northwest somewhere, like, like a Western Washington or a Seattle uh, kind of a festival. So uh, they've got big ideas, they've got big goals, and um, I think like most podcasts, there's there's a lot of hope, and uh, and hopefully we can help them achieve it. I actually put together a Twitter account that I, I have this plan, this grand plan that I'll probably never get to putting on regional uh, uh, podcast festivals. Yes. So you go to from area to area throughout the year, right? So you kind of space them out. And yep. You have one group put organizing them. Yeah. So if, you know you're making all the money and everybody's sort of unified in their thing. But, uh, yeah. So if uh, you manage to get something like that together, um, Pod Festivus is available. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Pod the Podcast Festival for the rest of us. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea that they have is is a regional one so that it's not you know flying up the Mark Marins but it's finding you know who's all in Seattle that we can get together to do a thing and it's funny I mean five years ago we had a conversation with uh, with Luke Burbank who does the TBTL podcast and he said you know you guys really should do a, the night of a thousand podcasts like let's just put like five or six of you guys and just for eight nine hours just marathon it just go through it that's a cool idea and so you know and it's something that we are all we're like well for the four people that show up, yeah, that'd be really fun. Uh, but now that you know, it's it's become more of a thing, and Seattle's a very tech uh, tech savvy town, and I think you know, Serial did a lot to, to expose podcasting to people. So you know, maybe there's a, a chance we can do something like that. Excellent. Uh, any uh, plans to change? You say you keep evolving your format, but anything specifically you guys want to bring to the show? Uh, definitely, I think we want to get out and do more live shows. We we had our first taste of that last month. Uh, we're, we're putting together one in October now that I think is going to be sort of a, a podcast slash uh, local comedy showcase. We're going to try and get some local comedians to come out and, and kind of introduce them to to new audience. Um, and, uh, and and just doing more of that. I think you know we, we definitely got bitten by the bug of the live performance with our last one. And, and so if we can just kind of uh, offer that as a... As a way for our audience to well, connect with did. us. Well, you did. I'll probably just panic again. Yeah. <laughs> you going to hide in the bathroom for the first 45 minutes again? Is that... Um, well, but what helped a lot with the last show is that Stacy went skydiving a week before our live show. So we had a great story and video to share and all that. So it worked out really well. So, it, it, you know, when, when we know that we're going to perform live, I think it pushes all of us to think of what is something I can do. Uh, that's unique and different that, that I can That is one bring. of the really cool things about doing this is that you it prompts you to maybe do things that you wouldn't ordinarily maybe just say nah because it'll be a story to right. tell. I need a story to tell. You know? Yeah. You know? And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't but that's a really cool thing about it. It, it, it engages you more in just life in general. Yeah. yeah. So if we can find a way you know once a month every couple of months to get out and, uh, and, and offer a chance to connect in a live performance that's I think that's the next step in our evolution. Excellent. Excellent. And then fame. Yeah, and, and lots of lots of money. Okay. I, I think that will naturally follow. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I like money. Where did this so. pile of gold come from? <laughs> oh. Well, guys, thanks for visiting. Thank you for, for making time for us. It's, a, it's always a, a thrill and an honor to be here. The podcast is Ear Goggles. Eargoggles.net. Uh, on Twitter at eargogglesnet. Did somebody have eargoggles.com? They do, and here's what's annoying about it: it's it's a ah. black it's a black page so with ten links to classic rock songs. <laughs> Most of them don't even work, so I couldn't couldn't get that. Uh, also, also I found the guy that owns at eargoggles on yeah. Twitter. He lives in the UK. He's a drummer in a band. 
We emailed back and forth, and he was willing to give it up. He, he literally has four followers. One of them is me. Right. I find his uh, outrage amusing. And I, I kept emailing him, can you just log in, let it go, I'll take it. He couldn't figure out how to log in to let it go. So he was like, yeah, well, good luck, mate. And I'm like, no, it's it's yours. I can't take it from you. I wrote to Twitter. Twitter's like, sorry, it doesn't violate our trademark. There's nothing we can do about it. So for now, we're stuck with at EarGogglesNet. Can't you just ask him for his password? Well, but it's he signed up with an email account that he doesn't use anymore. So he's and he's just unwilling. He's like, I've got I've got drums to play. I've got things to do. I'm not ready to fly to Australia and just fix it. Well, if I fly to Australia, I'm gonna miss the mark because he's in the UK. Oh, whatever. So that's not gonna work. Whatever. I thought it was Australia. All right. I was mistaken. I could get Davy and Dan to go get him. That guy, yeah. That guy'll do anything. Do it, man. You know, Bitter Sound podcast. No, I don't know it. Oh yeah, he's he's a big fan of mine, so he's always uh, calling me up. He's always trying to do interviews with me, and uh, he's also on a show called uh, Strange Times, and he does with a couple other guys. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's an English drunk. He'd probably go after. Hey, you can go, you can go beat him down. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. I'm in. Not not that I call for violence or condone it in any way. I mean that in a very real and legally binding sense. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the fest. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at M-A-R-C at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>